Attention all filmmakers. You have short films or full features without a district. Come to www.fhffsd.org. That is the fantastic horror film festival. So hurry up. Submit now. Do you need key art poster for your horror project? Do you have a limited budget and about to hit the festival circuit? Are you looking for distribution and need visual art to help the process? Well, you're in luck. Go to www.posterlabworks.com and contact them for more information. They'll work with your budget and provide you some great key art. If you mention Gruesome Herzog when you contact them, they will include art for matching postcards and along with the poster. Contact them now. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Geider with my very special co-host, Joanne Thomas. Our guest today is a very talented, up-and-coming filmmaker. I mean, he is an actor first, but he's uh, attempted to be direct his very first film, Man in a Box. Our very special guest is Kevin Davis. Kevin, how are you? I'm fine, Scott. Thank you. How are you? Good. Um, as we all know, uh, I saw the trailer of Man in a Box, and Joanne's seen the trailer, and how I came across your film is from a very talented cinematographer that I've worked with twice, is, you know, Mr. Pizzo, and uh, I was on set, and he mentioned to me, did you ever hear of Man in a Box? I said, no, I have not, but I am now. So I took out the trailer, and uh, I fell in love with... Um, the way it was shot, the storyline is very interesting. So I started promoting it on my websites to get some more, uh, more press and some more interest in this film, and it seems to be working. So when I sent Joanne, when I sent Joanne the, the post on my site, she watched the trailer, and I can always remember these words that she wrote. It was simple, three letters. It was, wow. So there you go. From a woman's perspective, wow. And top it all off. A woman's perspective who is a co-founder of the Fantastic Horror Film Festival in San Diego, California, debuting October 31st in 2014. So, Kevin, thanks again for coming on, and we're honored to have you on here. My pleasure. Well, I really liked the trailer for, for your movie, and I was wondering, where did the concept come from for this movie? Well, that's a good question. I, I was actually, um, when I originally started to write this movie, it was more of a uh, a road movie, I guess you could say, kind of like a road trip movie of this drifter. But it, it started to kind of evolve into the story where it is now, where we have a young boy who is abused as a young man, or excuse me, as a young boy. Uh, he has a, a younger sister, and uh, his parents are on drugs and alcohol, and they're very abusive to both of them. But he pretty much withstands it. But he kind of decides he's going to protect his sister from all this abuse. And uh, that's when the drama unfolds, of course, because his father uh, attempts to start to fondle his little sister, and he just won't have that. And uh, that's, I believe, in the trail. You see him with the gun. That's why he has a gun. He's going to protect his sister. And uh, it's kind of a dark movie, but 
it has a lot of kind of twist to it. So, um, the, the, when you talked about Man in the Box, you, uh, I, I think what's so fascinating about this film is the fact of his backstory. Uh, I think one of the memorable scenes in the trailer is the question that everyone has to deal with. Uh, it can go from being arrested for uh, petty theft or being arrested for something that happens in your past and that comes and haunts you when you go to apply for a job. The first question the application will ask you, were you convicted of a felon? You know, in some cases it's every five years, in some cases it's every ten years. And the sad part about it is, uh, regardless of what you've done in your past, well, I guess it depends on what you do, but it seems like when you make a, a, a stupid mistake in your past, it seems to haunt you later when you're going for a job and I think that's one of the systems that it has to get changed because when you make a mistake now I'm not saying about this case in this movie I'm saying other cases where people might have done some stupid stuff and then you have people who have jobs who don't give a shit you know what I mean and there's people who need jobs that have a record that they can't get a job so I think that our systems I think it has to change because there's a lot of great people that have talents in certain certain areas of the fields that don't get a chance because of their, of their misfortune of making a bad choice, you know, in their lives. So that's one of the scenes in this trailer. I think that um, I don't want to say what he did. I don't. I don't want to ruin the the the. You know, it's a trailer, but I'm going to keep it quiet on that. But I think that was one of the most powerful scenes. I think when you first start watching this trailer, is you're starting to understand this guy's background, and it just goes to hell in the handbasket later on. Now, this idea you mentioned about how it you wanted to be a road film at first, but then it kind of changed. So, you mentioned in our show that it's now going to be redone about Pizzo, um, Drew, how he took upon himself to. Uh, use some of his skills and some of his scenes. Um, what was your perspective of after what he did? How how much different was it to your vision of how your vision was and how it would end up ending up being? Well, what he had done at the time, he actually enhanced. It was something that when I had an opportunity to look at some of the footage that he was shooting, that he had just taken off on his own. I can recall we were at a location and it was nighttime and we had it set up to do a scene a certain way and he was just sitting there thinking and he says, you know, I'd like to try something if you don't mind and he he set the camera up, he took it off the tripod and he said, Kev, I need you to go over here and cause I was actually in that scene. Okay. And um, I didn't quite understand where he was going with it but I figured, you know, at this point, let's just roll with it and see what we got. And I was blown away. I mean, he had captured something that just wasn't even on my radar. He had totally captured the moment in a way that I felt was the better way to go about it. So we, we actually kept that. And, of course, there were other moments, but that was encouraging to see what he was able to do when he had time to, to think about the things he was, he was shooting. That, that's one thing that I admire you uh, from you telling, from saying that is because, you know, a lot of filmmakers I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of these filmmakers have their own visions of their films and a lot of them don't want to make any changes for their vision because it 
to them, it, it looks like they're losing power. Um, it's sad. I'm not saying all of them, but to hear you say that, it's to me, it's saying, okay, I want to work with Kevin because Kevin is open to suggestions to where maybe maybe you don't have the the full potential vision that I'm not saying you know that it might something might be that you're missing that might really enhance your idea. And by you saying that, it tells me that wow, you know, this guy is open for suggestions. Uh, Martin, the director of Arisen, uh, is the same way. I was blown away by his vision. Okay, well, you know, it's not just my vision. It's our project. If we can make our project better, let's do it. And I admire you for that. Thank you, Scott, and I agree with what you're saying. I, I can tell you wholeheartedly and sincerely that I believe that when you're on a film, it is our, that's my model, it is our project. And everybody plays a part, and everyone has something invested in that film. And that's the attitude I take into it. There's no ego with me because I'm the person, I'm just happy to be there. Uh-huh. I really am. I'm just happy to be there in any capacity. I've done PA, uh, I've directed, I've produced, obviously, I've written, and I've acted. And whatever role I'm playing, I'm happy to be a part. And uh, I, I just try to, to kind of make sure that everyone that's involved feels that they're contributing something to this film because it really is it's a collaborative effort and that's just my attitude and God willing it'll stay that way yeah now, I mean, now let me ask you a question now, I, I know that you're an actor in some films and we'll get to that especially one film in, in mind now when you made your debut uh, as an actor in a film now was your mind I'm sure that from your first experience of doing it until now you've learned a lot did you always have that open minded vision of uh, you know uh, of opportunity knocks to I mean, I know you only made one film, but did you always have that mindset? Like, you know, I'm an actor. I'm, you know, if I make a film, uh, I have a vision, but I am open for for suggestions. Was that always in your mindset? Just curious. Uh, I think initially, I started off it was just simply being an actor, and it was just the enthusiasm. I can recall when I would show up on a set uh, to do a part. There would be people there who would just complain for traveling 40 Ugh. minutes out of their way. And I'm thinking, you know, I've traveled four hours to be here. Right. And my role's smaller than yours, but I was just happy to be there. That was, I, I certainly wasn't thinking of being a director at the time, but I just remember being very happy just to be a part of something and just wanting to never, not wanting it to ever end. I enjoyed it so much. That's exactly my mindset. You spoke the exact words that I have done. You know, I've traveled two hours to a set for no pay, but I don't care about the pay. What I care about is, one, they have interest in me. That's a key. That's exciting alone. And then to get a character, a script that you read, that you really dig, that you want to be part of no matter what, that's the first steps of passion. And you're right. There's people that will complain and the ones that complain are the ones that will not be successful in this industry. They're not. No one's going to take a chance on them because you have to, like you said, you are glad to be there. And that's how I am. I am glad to have the opportunity to be there. Especially when you hear stuff like, yeah, 30 people applied for this job, but they chose you. 
right there tells you right then and there is thank you I'm glad to be here and you know it just goes a long way passion uh, honesty uh, being happy what you're doing goes a long way in this industry because if you come off as a jerk then you're going to be treated like a jerk and you know end of story I agree (laughs) so but yeah you you, I mean uh, there is a new thing that I've started that you were part of that it's going to be redone but my first film was in New York, excluding the the out of Pennsylvania thing. But I've done a bunch of stuff in Pennsylvania. I've always ever worked for a movie in Scranton. I did uh, a, Phil, a movie in Philly, a movie in, in Langhorn. I've done a movie in Lewistown outside of State College. So I've done a lot of, of the local, not local, but in the Pennsylvania area. So being a part of some of these groups, for the Pennsylvania Actors Group or Pennsylvania Inter- Philadelphia Entertainment, I start seeing stuff. I didn't realize that there is that much films being filmed in our Pennsylvania area when I first started reviewing films for my site. So when I uh, took the leap of faith and uh, auditioned for the role of Dr. Rogers in Arisen, I didn't know these people whatsoever, but I traveled the an hour and and a half into Philly, and I had a wonderful experience. And then because of being, uh, being exposed in the Philadelphia area, I've become... I've noticed a lot of short films and full features are being made in the Philadelphia area that, in most cases, okay, they get made, but a lot of people do not see them. And my goal in forming this uh, Facebook page, Pennsylvania Filmmakers, promote Philadelphia Filmmakers, is to get a bunch of us directors, producers, Music, you know, musical for movies and stuff like that, and and writers to get us all together in a private group for one, to be able to share future projects. Scranton, Wilkesbury, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, even Lancaster, Harrisburg. Try get us all in one little group, and then we can take that step, and to be able to promote films that we normally would not hear. Bob Smith might mention his film that you and I didn't hear of. So there we are all together promoting their film and being a family to get the Pennsylvania area out in the open for films. So that's my whole goal. Guys like you who are acting in the business from Pennsylvania and you've made a Pennsylvania film for all of us to get together and say, hey, let's make Pennsylvania strong. So that's my whole purpose and that's how I got in contact with you from, you know, from your Man in the Box trailer and from a future friendship with uh, Drew Pizzo. So that's why I asked you to come on today to talk about Man in a Box. So I'm very excited about the Pennsylvania area. That, um, that I'm, I'm part of a bunch of films in Philadelphia, I mean, in Pennsylvania, come up this year. Uh, it's you know, being an actor, uh, starting out, it's been almost two years now, and. You know, I learn a lot from interviewing producers, writers, and you know other actors, and you hear the stories and stuff. and And I think this year is going to be a big year for Pennsylvania films because I've got a lot of um, people that are interested who have liked the Facebook page that we put up, that are in our group, that has a lot of projects I've never even heard of, but I know now because of this group. So I'm just so thankful that people are spreading the word and getting some of these filmmakers to join the group to share what they have in store and uh you know you never know so well that's that's great i'm excited to be a part of that and i'm excited about what you're doing because a lot of filmmakers 
especially the independent filmmakers who have these low budgets, it's really hard to get people to to notice the work that we do to really get the word out there. Yeah. And it's even harder to really get people, like, pretty much when you work on a project, you know, you make a lot of friends on a set. People want to stay in touch, so they say. But people move on to other things, and you kind of lose touch with people, and there you are again. You're kind of back square one again, really unknown. And it's like, it's difficult. It's, it's just difficult to really make it in this business. But when you really enjoy what you're doing, right? It's something that you got to really look at the big picture, and that's what I've done. I, I don't look at it in terms of money. You know, all I really want to do is just make films, be a part of a film, and just do something special at least two, three times a year if I can. Right. That's all I was finishing up that I, I just love it so much. I'm very passionate about it. And uh, I, like I said, I would work any position. You know, people think because I've directed my film now that I think I'm too good, but it's, that's just not the case. I would, um, if Steven Spielberg asked me to come to California to work as a PA, I'd do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> I get my way there. <laughs> uh, I just love being a part of the film. I mean, I know that won't happen, but I, mean, I just want to be a part of something. Well, don't say it'll never happen. It might not be Steven Spielberg, but it, it can easily happen. Well, yeah. I personally would like to tell you guys, I think Pennsylvania is a cinematographer's dream. There is so much you can do in Pennsylvania that you can't do anywhere else. The mountains, everything. That you could do some really great horror movies in Pennsylvania. Definitely. Oh, I agree. I agree. Definitely, because uh, I know um, Ray Wade, I added him to the group. He's a producer, actor in the Pittsburgh area. And um, he has a film called Feeding on Fear that he's getting some investors for California that's going to be shot in the Pittsburgh area. But not to mention, he has another film about a, it's a horror of a carnival that we are working on getting it filmed here in Paradise, where I live. So the opportunity is going to be open. You know, what I'm saying is the people who I have worked with in the Philadelphia area, I'm also going to be a producer of the one shot here in, in my area. We don't know when. It could be in 2015 or 16 or whatever. But the doors are starting to open up to where people like you, who I'm connected with now, people like Drew Pizzo and, and Zay and Martin and Joe Patterson and Brandon Padell. I mean, people who I've worked with, who I'm friends with now, the family can easily grow. And there isn't no me, me, me in this industry. There has to be I help you, you help me, you know, to let's help each other and get ourselves Get our work out there. Don't be afraid to promote somebody else's film beside your own. Because in the long run, whoever gets more successful is going to remember what you or you did. And it's only going to be good in the long run. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I wish more people would take that attitude. You're right. And uh, uh, trust me, that's one of my passions, why I'm doing what I'm doing with this this Pennsylvania filmmakers because I've had experiences with other people from other states. It is about me, 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 you know, and I don't like that me, me, me. So I want to make it more of a, a family unit. Not to be in, I don't mean for you to be in all my films or me to be in all your films. What I'm saying is, is to uh, build this strong 
powerful relationship industry to say, look, we can do this. Teamwork goes a long way. So that's my whole goal. Uh, we have over 100 likes already on the uh, Facebook page already. So it's really cool to see people who aren't from Pennsylvania who are liking the page because that can also lead to more and bigger and better things. You know what I mean? You might get a actor from Pennsylvania that might do a film in Tennessee or vice versa. So I think it's going to be a very... I just want to show people who don't know anything about Pennsylvania films that there are films in Pennsylvania and that Pennsylvania is a very passionate uh, 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 people on making films. So that's my whole goal. That's exciting. We are going to go to your acting career. Um, We talked earlier about... uh, how you got in some of the films, but I've noticed that one film that uh, is a Pennsylvania film, um, it's The Road Killer, uh, you played the preacher, and what I came across th- about this is, believe it or not, I'm also a associate producer for this film, and that's the weird part about our connection, again, just a, it's, a, it's a, a Pennsylvania thing that I think that's the key thing that I just mentioned, uh, I like to... Uh, finance some of the uh, Pennsylvania films. I mean, I feel it's, it's hometown. Not exactly hometown, but the director of this film went to the same high school as my as my kids. I just realized that. And that's one of the, of the driving factors of why I why I contributed to this film is because it, it hit close to home. You know? Again, Road Killer has been going for what, about, what, two years now, you think? I think so. I'm trying to get it done. And that just shows passion for the filmmaker in order to... Because it's not all all uh, peanut butter and jelly. It takes a long process of making a film. If you ain't got the budget, if you ain't got this, it takes some time to get the film made. And for a film to be started and for a film to be completed, it's an achievement of its own. I'll say, well, we are what we are. I mean, I'm an independent filmmaker. Fuck yeah. And... I did the best of what I had. A Tamra, because I've done one, two, three, basically minimal to low budget films. And I've said this, and I said this in my reviews. Um, GruesomeHertzog.com is my review site, so I do. There is a bunch of Pennsylvania films that I've reviewed already that's on there. But I really enjoy films that have very limited budget because not because it has to be it's because it is but they were so much fun to work on to even watch and review because you know the passion is there there's when you have a little bit of money there's passion to get it done and passion comes forward to a good product i mean it's not going to be perfect product it is what it is but passion says all i mean I enjoy working on films like that because everybody is open for suggestions. Everybody wants to make this film better, and it's teamwork. And when you have teamwork, shit shines through. You know, not shit, but you know, you, you got what I mean. You know. So, Man in a Box, real quick. Uh, you, it, it is complete, right? So you're in the process of getting the final touches, correct? That's correct. It's already been edited, color corrected. The audio has been worked on. We're pretty much submitting it now, and we're just kind of waiting to take the next step. All right. The first step of getting your film out is finding some legitimate, honest, 
understanding of no low budget films, and that's where good press is bad press because usually because usually when someone bangs on a film, it still gets press. You know. I'll take any press actually. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Like I told you earlier, I mean, uh, Joanne knows this guy out of the sky blue literally trashed me. I mean, I have no idea who he is. And the day that he trashed me, 114 friend requests. I said, thanks, dude. You got me more friends. So (laughs) there you go. I think Man in the Box is a film that's going to be accepted by uh, horror fans. It's going to be accepted by... Uh, uh, thriller fans it's going to be accepted by drama fans it's going to be accepted by um, all types of fans and I think that's what's going to be successful about you film is it's not just strictly a horror it's it's everything it's it's a family oriented guy he has a background you know there's revenge in it I'm assuming there's everything that you want in this film and I think it's really really going to put Pennsylvania on the map if it properly gets uh, put out there. And a lot of distributors that just want films, but they really don't do a job on promoting a film, unless there's a big-name star in it, which I think it's bullshit. There's plenty of actors that are just as good as big names that can, you know, it should be based on story, creativity, uh, the way it was filmed, you know, how it was shot, and everything else, but a lot of these distributors, oh, we have to have a big name in order to sell it. That's bullshit. It's not true. But, I mean, there are distributors that will not just focus on a name in a film, but that's just me speaking through the uh, review aspect over the years from um, doing films. Well, I want to know if you're going to submit your film to our festival. Yes, actually, I intend to do just that this uh, coming week. That's good, that's good, because the sooner you get it in here, the better it is. Yeah, we're going to do that this week. We'll look and, for the DVD. And we are looking for, we actually, most of our films that have been submitted are not from anywhere near California. They're all from all over the place. So we're planning on having a lot of uh, variety in um, our film festival, and we're showcasing a lot of... Uh, Outside LA talents. Oh. Cool. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we talked about The Road Killer, uh, a film that I've been hearing about for a while. But you made um, your, uh, I guess, as your de- debut in 2011, you played a character of Lamont in, how, how do you say that? Sovitus? Sovitus? Oh. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. <laughs> I never did understand that that title there. Uh, but I, I played the um, Lamont, but it was more or less he was just simply there as a thug. Can you imagine me playing a thug? I mean, I, I, but you're so nice. How can you be a thug? I, you know what it was. I think they just needed a body there because I've never. I've tried to. Um, to get roles as a uh, thug, and uh, if you look at my credits, there's a, uh, a film called The Dead Giveaway, the motion picture, mm-hmm. uh, where I played Detective Stephen Greenlee, and I ended up getting that role because I originally went there as a thug, <laughs> and the uh, director, in front of everybody, 
he stops me as I'm reading my lines, and I had memorized these lines, and I went all the way up to Massachusetts to do this, and he stops me, and I'm thinking, was I that bad? And he pulls me to the side, and he says, listen, Kevin, um, you're no thug, okay? I, I appreciate your effort, but you are no thug. However, we have a role for a detective. And I think you would be perfect for that. So that's, that's how it worked out for me, fortunately. But yeah, I, I tried and have tried in the past, but just never could quite get that down. Well, now you're a memorable detective. Yes, I am, and I've played that role in the past. I'm kind of typecast that way. Doctor, lawyer, maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah me but too. Not a thug. Me too. A psychiatrist, a doctor, a bartender. Yeah. So when are you guys going to be Indian chiefs? Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. But you could play cowboys and Indians. Oh, she's yeah. so funny, ain't she? <laughs> Hang up on her now. <laughs> You're so mean to me, Scott. No, I'm not. Yes, now, now, um, Benjamin M. Altoy, he's the director. Very kind young director, and I, I really wish him all the best. He's a he's a guy that's just got a great vision there, and right, uh, right. patient. Because uh, I believe he started this in 2011, and I, I know that he's had some hiccups along the way trying to get all the pieces together, which I can relate to because there's so many parts to making a movie that people will know that you made a film in 2011 they think two months later you should have it all wrapped up and finished but there's a lot that goes into it exactly right there's and films that are filmed in 2009 and don't get released in the 2014 yeah especially when you don't have a budget mm -hmm. and pretty much financing it on your own and you're trying to get people to pay attention to you it's, it's not easy nice right. but I that mean, that does look pretty interesting though Dead Giveaway I'm assuming it's a zombie film yeah, it's a really interesting movie there. And uh, like I said, I, I have a lot of hope for Benjamin Alatay, I think it is. I'm not quite sure, but uh, I call him Ben. And he's just a great guy. Great film there. And I'm, I was excited to be a part of it. And I, I would love to be a part of any future production that he has in the future. Mm. And you also were a SWAT officer in Stealing Suburbia. Oh, man, what a great experience that was. I mean, they went out and got us uniforms. They were authentic. We had, uh, I believe they were using the red camera. I remember going there at like 6 in the morning up in New York. And I was really nervous, but I got there before anyone else did. And I was in front of this house, because that's the location. And as I sat there, I was thinking, I hope this is the right place. But then these vans pull up, and they bring out all this equipment and wires and and golly, it was just mind-boggling. I remember thinking, I've got, I've died and gone to heaven. I mean, this set <laughs> was so professional, and it, all it was was a short. It was just a short film, but um, they they used the red camera when they pulled that out. I mean, I was just drooling all over myself. I thought, oh my god, you're using the red uh -huh. uh, because it was just so professional. You know, you had all these kids from NYU. Uh, and I believe it, the director was David Shapiro. I mean, just top-notch 
professionalism and they gave us our uniforms and uh, I, I tell you when I got that on I, I was just like a kid in a candy store I couldn't believe I was there I was just excited and I didn't want it to end I mean when they finally got our scene done I was like is there anything else you need me for <laughs> <laughs> well see that's ex- you know and, and I'm sure I don't know about you but when you go on set that first day where you had your lines to do it, but when you did your scene, you were so relieved that it's over your part-wise, mentally-wise, that, yes, I did it. Now I can relax. Now, can I help for, Can I help do anything else? And that's exactly what I do all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, there's a lot of anxiety. Even on my own film, when I was doing my scenes. I did that out of necessity because I didn't want to have to deal with too many lead actors and have to rely on them. So I put myself as, as a lead because I knew I could count on myself to be there and to have my lines memorized. Uh, but it's painful for me to watch myself. And uh, going forward, I, you know, I'm not really sure if I would even ever cast myself again as a lead character because it is painful for me to watch um, and I'll say this I've come to this conclusion about myself you know that athlete that may not be the most talented person on the field there he may not be great in any one area but he does just good enough but the one thing he brings is a great attitude and a lunch pill attitude like I come onto that set I may not be the best writer may not be the best director Certainly, I'm not the best actor, right. but I bring a passion and a sincerity to that room that's undeniable. And it's like that's all I feel you've got to have in this business is you just got to have that love for it. Mm-hmm. You also went on a TV series too. Am I correct? The three of us. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Uh, I believe it was in 2011. It was a little short series that I had did with uh, Nicole. Seminole, I believe her name is, and Luigi Benavista. I, I'm, I am destroying these names, but um, it's on my IMDb, IMDb page, and you can see the names. But we had collaborated together to uh, make a little series. It was just kind of a test run, just to kind of test out the writing that I was capable of and uh, putting together a script and some characters. And we all got together, and we just put it, I think we did three episodes. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Episodes of that. There is a lot of uh, web series that's not that are being made that a lot of people don't don't know because again, you know, as we talked earlier, you really have to have somebody who's strictly just for promoting and production, you know, and that's where Zay Rodriguez is so talented about promoting Arisen because that's how I came involved in it because I would never have known if I didn't see him promoting it on other sites and that's how I got connected with the audition and all but uh, the key for success is word of mouth by you know your cast and crew and and it's all professionalism and I think over a majority of the people like yourself and myself and Joanne and people I've worked with are total professionals they get it. You ain't gonna be a star overnight. You have to work your way, you know. And the key thing to start is be professional. Whatever comes next comes. If it doesn't come, it will eventually. You just gotta work hard and be yourself and be honest 
and just be par- be passionate. That's just the bottom line. Keywords is passion. Well said, Scott. So. I agree. I agree. So, and again, um, I'm really anxious to see Man in a Box. Um, I wish you all the success. I'm in your corner. Whatever you need me to do to help promote it or do whatever, I am your man. Joanne is, is your woman. <laughs> and I'll even let Scott put it on our page. Really? Oh, that'd be good. You'll let me? I'll just do it. How are you talking about? Hey, <clears throat> I'm the boss here. <laughs> well, Kevin, is she really the boss if she won't fire me? So anyways, Kevin, thanks for coming on. Uh, You are a true, true man, the true uh, passionate guy that is like-minded like myself and other filmmakers that I've talked to. And I think with your mindset and understanding and realism, it's going to lead you to some bigger things in the future. Well, thank you, Scott. I... I'm blessed. I really am. Just to be doing this is just a blessing. I would have never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought that I couldn't even write, let alone produce. I just couldn't fathom that. I still can't get over it. But the reality is I was able to do it, and I am just blessed to have done it. And God willing, I can continue to do so. Yep. And I can tell you one thing that you did that stands out is you chose the right cinematographer. That's key. Filming a film is the key. Production is the key. And again, I'll speak for Andrew Pizzo on his behalf. The guy is amazing. He is indeed. Andrew is just just uh, my friend. You know, he is not just someone I work with. We actually have a good relationship, and I have a lot of faith. And I told him that good things were going to be happening for him because I, I got a glimpse of what he can do. Yep. He's just scratched the surface. And, you know, going forward, I suspect that he's going to have a great deal of success in this business. And I, I'm just thrilled uh, to have met him, and I'm glad to call him my friend. Yep. Yep. Even though we fight like crazy, but he's still my friend. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But, Kevin, thanks again for coming on. Uh, you are a wonderful talented individual with the passion of filmmaking that I think it's going to lead you to big pastures in the future. Thank you, Scott. It means a lot to hear you say that. Uh, I'm just thrilled that you had me on here, but what you're doing is fantastic, and I just feel I I want to meet you personally. I want to get to know you a little bit better, and uh, maybe and hopefully really soon. I would love that. Sweet, sweet. Me too. I would too. All right, Kevin. Thanks a lot. All right, Scott. Talk to you guys later. Yep. Take care. All right. Bye.